and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi and watch them in order. If you guys want to follow along, um, everything is on YouTube. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 14, Under Pressure. And Kelsey, please read us what I'm sure is a very dramatic episode summary for this episode. So, according to the Degrassi Wiki, it is... Faced with the pressure of passing grade 7 on his second time around and his mother's newest threat to take him back to his unhappy life up north, Sean is beginning to slip into old, angry patterns. Although Emma's helped him study for Mr. Simpson's exam, he runs out of time to finish and is positive he's failed. As an outlet, he picks a fight with Jimmy. When Emma tries to stop him, he pushes her to the ground, shocking everyone. Although he's passed the exam, he's lost her. Okay, this is, like, wildly dramatic. (laughs) Completely ridiculous. Also, they gave away fucking every single part of it. Like, there's no, there's nothing. Like, if you read this ahead of time, you'd be like, well, everything is spoiled, I might as well do nothing. But then you'd miss a really boring spinner (laughs) storyline. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the entire episode. That is the only things important about this episode. Come on, Degrassi Wiki. Have a little more mystery. But yeah, very dramatic summary, but it was kind of a dramatic episode. It was dramatic, that's true. It was good though. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's like, it's one of our better ones for the first season for sure. Like, it went by really fast. Like, I wasn't checking my phone a lot or anything. It was just like, this has happened. Because there have been some that I've been like 90% of the time on Snapchat, like, barely taking notes. I don't have a lot of notes for it though, so. But Holland has enough notes for the both of us, so I think we're going to be okay. Um, So this episode starts off with Sean is fixing a motorcycle, just real casual, um, (laughs) with his brother, Tracker. (laughs) So Tracker is helping him study, and he's a good brother. Like, we've only seen Tracker be an asshole so far, but he's a really good brother. He's, like, he's helping him study, and he's being encouraging, and he's like, you know... You know, it's really hard stuff, you're close, whatever, and Sean, as per usual, is super down on himself. Yeah, he's worried about this test coming up, he's not great at studying, and Tracker also mentions a kind of a triggering subject about um, how their mom called, and who is apparently an alcoholic, and might try to get Sean to move back to Wasega Beach, and Sean who is feeling the pressure from the test and the pressure from his alcoholic mother kind of lashes out and, like, like knocks over some motorcycle tools or whatever and gets really angry. But Tracker is like, hey, man, calm down. It's okay. Just keep your nose clean and get good grades and it'll be fine. Like, calm down. It's okay. So the pressure is on for Sean. Also, I just wrote down that escalated quickly because he, like, went from being, like, are you serious to like run, throwing things? I'm like, okay, get it together, Sean. He has anger management issues, which Tracker alludes to. Um, so, you know, which I didn't really like. I mean, we guess we kind of understood because he like lashed out with Jimmy in like his first episode. But oh, I want to talk about him with Jimmy so much. But do you have anything about this that you want to add? I was just going to say, speaking of pressure. The episode is called Under Pressure, obviously named after the David Bowie Queen song, Under Pressure, that also Vanilla Ice sampled 
yada, yada, yada. We got it. Let's move on because this episode is intense. Yeah, sorry about that. We just <laughs> dove right in and we totally skipped over that. Also, Under Pressure is one of my favorite songs of all time. And also, it always reminds me of that um, that movie that was from a book. And it was like the guy, he's a teenager, he's in a mental institution. It's kind of a funny story. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't read the book, but I'm sure the book was good. Zach Galifianakis in that, and Emma Roberts. Yeah, uh, Zach Galifianakis, Emma Roberts, um, an actor that I can't remember his name, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, is it the dude from Paper Towns? It is the dude is from it, Paper Towns. Is it, or is Ta- it just a dude that looks like I that I think dude. it's the dude from Paper Towns. I don't know. Who knows? Um, anyway, good movie. Uh, highly recommend. So, um, where do you want to start? So, after the little motorcycle outburst, um, we hop back over to school, and Sean, like, immediately sees Emma. He's like, oh my god, you're gonna help me study, right? I need help, I need help. And I'm like, oh, they're like cute little study buddies in love. And then, then Jimmy confronts Sean. He's like, hey, Sean, like... You worried? You're like, or you're finally gonna after this year, you're finally gonna be in eighth grade, and just like keeps on hammering the subject. Like, move on. This joke has been running for the entire year. He will always be held back. He will always be in the grade below you. Now, I think we can retire the joke. Like, it's so frustrating. And Jimmy's always like, he started this. And it's like, no, he didn't. He left you alone. You keep, like, picking at him and picking at him. And I get so mad for Sean. Like, I don't blame him for lashing out. Because Jimmy just will not fucking stop. And at first, it didn't seem like he it was a joke or, like, he was making fun of him. It seemed like he was like, hey, I'm glad you're back. We're not going to be weird. And Sean was like, well, fuck you. And, and so in that episode, I was like, yeah, no, Sean, you're kind of, like, being a dick. But with this, he's like clearly making jokes and it's like Jimmy calm down you're not funny you're just being shitty for no reason like and I generally tend to like Jimmy he's like the better of the like duo of him and Spinner like he's the more palatable (laughs) um he's nicer so it's like you know what I I am usually seeing Jimmy but this time no way hard pass he's being a dick for like no reason at all yeah Jimmy's the worst in this episode um but then so Paige and Spinner are running late for class, and I kind of want to pause and do fashion report really quickly because in this scene, Paige is carrying like the furriest fluffy bag that has a it's like a furry bag with furry straps, and then later in the episode she's wearing her fur coat and carrying the fur bag. I did not notice the fur bag, um, of which I now I need to rewind and pay attention to. Um, but I, of course, noticed the fur coat because the fur coat with her hair down and she looks like just so cool and very like 1960s almost, you know, like not like quite Sharon Tate, but like she's trying to go for that like vibe and she looks awesome. Um, Paige is my style icon. And I mean, I don't have a ton of fashion notes for this. Um, I hate Emma's puffy vest. It's (laughs) stupid. She wears it a lot. It was a thing during that time period. And I don't understand it. I just I just don't. And that's fine. Um, but I mean, I have almost no fashion notes. There really wasn't a lot that stuck out to me. Um, Liberty wears her, like, uh, shirt with all the flowers on it again. Queen Kwan looks great as always. 
Um, but, I mean, oh, and Spinner is wearing um, this one outfit that's the most Spinner outfit I've ever seen in my life. He's wearing one of those necklaces that's like, like, like titanium or something, <laughs> and it's like really thick, and it has some sort of like weird fake tribal design. And then he's wearing a gray T-shirt that's like pre-affliction. It's just like a weird tribal design across the front, and I know that like I know people who wore that outfit. And Spinner is like it's the most Spinner outfit. Speaking of another spinner outfit that might rival that outfit, for most of the episode, he's also wearing a sweatshirt that has flames on the sleeves, and it reminds me, like, I know in that time period, there was this one, like, kind of skatery <coughs> brand that guys would wear. It was, like, pre-affliction, but it was, like, more skater dude. It was called, like, Spitfire or, like, something. I can't remember, but I remember my brother had a lot of, like, flame like shirts with like flames and fireballs on them and stuff and that is basically all of spinner's wardrobe and but that was only that was like the other main fashion point i wanted to make but otherwise still so many turtlenecks still so many like multicolored shirts with like multicolored striped shirts emma wears a multicolored striped shirt with the ugly vest and sean wears the same thing every single day but yeah, that would, I think that's about it for Fashion Report, or Police. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have nothing else for Fashion Police. Um, and I looked up Spitfire, is this it? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I like, vaguely remember that. I just, I, it also is kind of, like, quicksilvery almost. Um, but yeah, alright, so that's enough for Fashion Police. This was kind of a fashion-y, boring episode. But, not boring with the fucking drama. <laughs> So, Paige and Spinner are running late for class, and they're like, oh my god, Mr. Radich is a dictator, he's gonna be so mad if we are late, and then Queen Kwan arrives, she's back, she's here, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Also, Paige calls him a fascist, which I was right. like, nice one, Paige, like, <laughs> I didn't know you had that in you, um, but Queen Kwan has returned to us, and I'm so happy We've missed her. She's the best. Every every single part of her in this episode is perfect. Like, she's perfect always, but every single part in this episode. Although, I still don't understand why she shares so much information with them about her husband. You know, like, it's it's good news, and that's great, but I don't understand why she and Mr. Radich are like, let's talk about my personal life with my dying husband. Like, it's crazy to me. But she's back. She's better than ever. She's here to be the best. I'm so excited. I actually found one more kind of fashion-y note that I'm going to just drop real quick because when we're in the English class, Ashley has, like, the half cornrows going on. She mm-hmm. has, like, the half cornrows and a ponytail, which I am sad that that was ever a trend. It's not great. She also wears a million more turtlenecks, but it's, like, not even worth mentioning at this point. Um, so they go in. Queen Kwan is there. And so was Oscar for some <laughs> reason. Um, Oscar, who has one line, but gets mentioned like three times. And also, all right, so, you know, Oscar is like, I'm sick, and he leaves. And here's where we had some technical difficulties. Hi, this is Kelsey. The next thing I talk about is how much I fucking hate Spinner. Dude, he's just, ugh, I just hate his face. I hate him. And he's like already scheming to find a way to get out of this class, and I'm sick of it. I hate his stupid scheming face, yeah. where he has, like, that creepy little mm. smile on his face, and he's like, mmm, I have an idea. 
and you're like, oh, spinner, go away. Like, you're fucking, fucking spinner, I hate you. He looks like a cartoon rat whenever he's screaming, <laughs> like whenever he's scheming. He just, he just looks like a mean rat from a Disney movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Like Great Mouse Detective. Yes. But, so, Oscar is sick, and sh- er, phew, Spinner's like, oh, he's sick, he's getting out of class, I have an idea. Like, that's basically what his gross look on his face is conveying. But, we, let's hop back, I want to just hop back to the Sean storyline always, but... So, Sean and Emma are going to stop by Sean's house to, like, grab his books or whatever so they can start studying. And Sean is embarrassed because he lives in kind of, like, a sheddy. It's like, his whole house is like a motorcycle shed, is what I equate it to. But it's not that bad. But he's embarrassed by it, and he asks Emma to wait outside, and then Tracker pulls up on his motorcycle. And, like, he brings up the, he's like, oh, you here to write another newspaper article? And I can see you already starting to write down something about, like, a oh, fucking Tracker being an asshole to a 13-year-old. But he goes and is like, oh, you think you're going to be a good influence on him? Because you are. And then they have, like, a cute little moment. They do have a cute little moment. And then Tracker smiles, and I was like, oh, Tracker's really hot. I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm like, this is surprising because this whole time he's just kind of been a dick and we haven't seen a lot of him. And, like, he's, like, the right kind of dirtbag that it's, like, he's very hot. Like, he does that smile and he starts being nice and not, like, lashing out at a child like a fucking weirdo. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm on board for this. This is fine. I know. I wrote down, okay, Tracker's kind of hot. And he's like dirtbag Chris Martin from Coldplay. Like, that's what he looks like. And I'm like, and maybe a little bit like Trey from o- the OC, which fits because his brother is Ryan Atwood Light. And I'm kind of on board for it. I'm super on board for <laughs> it. I'm like, okay, I see what you've got going on there. Um, that's very cool. Um, so, like, my entire note from that was just. Oh, Tracker's hot. <laughs> and then I wrote, like, nothing else. But well, then they go to Emma's house to study. And then he says something about being trouble. And Emma, like, weirdly brings up, like, that her, his brother said something along those lines. And then he's very on it. I know. Sean is very, he's very calm, <laughs> considering, like, how angry he gets later. But he's very calm and he's like, yeah... I had trouble in Wasega. I used to, like, I got in this fight with this kid, and I deafened him in one ear, and Emma looks shocked, but he's just like, yeah, I'm not proud of what I did, and I'm working on it. Like, I've had anger issues, but I'm trying to better myself, essentially, is what he says to her. And she's, like, on board and kind of spoony, and I'm pretty sure his music is playing the entire time. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Emma is, like, she's still swoony, but she's also, like, clearly a little bit more, like, on edge about it. Um, and, but also, like, Sean, like, just casually deafened someone, and that's <laughs> terrifying, but okay. Like, that is, that's not, like, casual fighting. Like, when you're 12 and you deafen someone, that's crazy, but okay, fine, whatever. Moving on from that. Um... So they're studying, he tells her this story, they go back to studying, and then they're at school, and they're going to take the test. 
Um, and Sean is freaking out, very clearly freaking out. And they have to, like, sign in and blah, blah, blah. And I just really want to talk about the end of uh, that part. So they're doing the test, and he's looking like he's really freaking out the whole time, which I can relate to because I'm like, not everyone tests well. It's, like, very nerve-wracking. I don't test well. Um, and then it, like, logs him out because, like, they ran out of time. And Liberty is being such an asshole about it. I was so pissed, like, the whole time because she's just, like, <laughs> you got a long time. I'm like, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. I'm going to punch you in the face through my computer screen because you're being a dick. Like, I just, like, how can a person act that way? I don't fully understand, like, the reasoning behind it. Yeah, Liberty is especially obnoxious in this episode. Like, she, again, this is the ultimate Liberty sentence, accosts Mr. Simpson in the hallway before the test. And even he's like, oh, I think I heard somebody calling my name and bails out of that conversation because nobody wants to talk to Liberty. Which was hilarious. Like, that was just such a nice moment. I was like, oh, Snake, you're still Snake. You're not just Mr. Simpson. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then when Sean, when the test is over and everyone runs out of time and Sean is clearly freaking out about the fact that he didn't finish, Liberty's like, mm-hmm, yep, 45 minutes, remember? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up and go away. Like, why are you... Why? Why do you feel the need to rub this in? She's just such an asshole. And I, it's, I feel like she doesn't even, like, think about it. And then, uh, they're... The grade eights, um, are gonna take their English test. But first, they're in, um, Mr. Armstrong's class getting their exams back. And, like, Spinner's really excited about a 51%, which is confusing. That's, okay. That's an F. But that might be, it might be different for Canada. I don't know, because grading is different everywhere, but in the U.S., that's an F. No, but then earlier, Liberty is like, I want to get an A-plus in this class, so that means I have to get a 92-point-whatever percent to do that, right? And that sounds normal. Yeah, but, I mean, certain places, failing is, like, 50 or lower, and for some reason in the U.S., it's 60 or lower, which doesn't fully make sense, but that's fine. Um... I'm, I'm, we're not going to talk about, like, grading <laughs> systems because I think that the uh, public school system is very flawed. But that's fine. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, real jazzed about his 51, which is, like, fine, whatever. Um, and that, But I thought it was weird that um, Mr. Armstrong was reading off all of their test answers. Like, all their, like, test results. Like, I remember I had a teacher do that in fourth grade, a math teacher, and it kind of scarred me for life. Because it's, like, it's weird and it's embarrassing. And even if you do well, it's, like, like, it just, like, fucks you up. Like, I just, I hate that. Yeah, that's really weird. I don't think that ever happened to me. But, I, but to be fair, I don't, Mr. Armstrong doesn't read off the, like, exact grades. But he does, like, say, some of you did well and some of you didn't do as well. And, like, hands the test to Spinner and heavily applies that he didn't do well. Which is also, that's scarring and embarrassing. The closest that that happened I think in middle school, one of my teachers would post all the grades, like, on a piece of paper, but it, but it wasn't your name next to it, it was, like, your student number, but, yeah, that's awful and embarrassing and cruel to children. It is cruel to children, but no, no, he was, like, listing off their specific grades, like, Jimmy got, like, a 77, and he was like, Jimmy, you did better than you usually do. You got a 77. Like, you could hear him in the background oh, as, like... hear that. As, well, you were probably distracted by the fact that Spinner was drink <laughs> licking Terry's tea mug like a disgusting <laughs> human, which, 
I was trying so hard not to focus on that that I was specifically listening to background music. Because gross. Because Spinner this entire episode is just trying to get sick. That's his whole plot line. Is Spinner is trying to get sick and it's disgusting. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe is trying to get her like sexy lack of voice back. Which as a person who hasn't had a proper voice in a week, I can say, why are you looking for that? That's terrible. This is the worst. Um, so she's, like, licking Monica's cup and, like, holding her tissues and, like, putting them in her pockets and stuff. It's crazy. So that's what he's doing. And it's gross. And fine. Whatever. I, he's shitty at bad at schemes. Yeah. It was disgusting. And he continues to try to get out of everything and trying to get sick. And in their English exam, he, or right before the English exam, he goes up to Miss... Juan is like, oh, I think I'm getting sick. And he's like, she's like, okay, go to the nurse's office. And then when he goes to the nurse, the nurse is a little bit creepy and kind of weird. But Spinner goes to the nurse. The nurse is like, um, no, you're not sick, obviously. And Spinner is like, wait, no. And the and then the nurse is like, well, there's only one way to know for sure. And he brings out this like metal rod and dips it in Vaseline and it's like it's not going in your mouth and then Spinner just like runs away and he laughs and like it's effective clearly but it's also like a little pornographic <laughs> like I'm like I'm like this makes me uncomfortable um but it was effective so Spinner goes to take the test um and he and Quan have this really great moment together she's like I saw what you're doing but I'm not going to rat you out because you and I are starting over. And he has this, it's the most I've ever liked Spinner. He has this, like, honest moment where he's like, I'm just not good at this. And she's like, no, you are. You're just, you know, you, you psych yourself out, basically. She's like, you just have to focus. You're not a dummy, which, incorrect. But whatever, <laughs> it's fine. She's like, you're not a dummy. You know this. You read all of these books. Just focus and take it one step at a time, which is, like, the only way that you can do that. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I know. This is just showing how great of a teacher Queen Kwan is. I was really happy about this little moment that she shared with Spinner, especially after all the shit that he did to her a couple episodes ago. But he takes the test. It's fine. I don't know if we ever actually find out how well he did, but I'm sure it was fine. And so after the test, um, Sean is fucking angry in the hallway and Jimmy again he and Jimmy get into like a scuffle and Sean like the in the most cliche way possible is like I'll see you after school so then after all the tests are done he and Jimmy go or Sean and Jimmy go out to the alleyway outside of school to have their fight and Ashley's trying to stop it Emma's trying to stop it they're in the alleyway their fight goes on for kind of a long time. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, it's a lot of, like, hugging and falling down, basically. <laughs> and there are, like, maybe two actual punches thrown. But still, you know, they didn't just push back and forth for two minutes. But, you know, and then Sean knocks Emma down, and it's like... it's I'm shaking my head, and I'm realizing I'm, this is an audio podcast. Um, it's, it's just a bummer. You know, because you can see he immediately is like, oh, no, what did I do? But it's like he's he's just such a troubled kid and I'm so falling for every minute of it that I'm just like, oh, Sean. And but he is. He's like this troubled kid and 
It's not his fault. I mean, he has, like, anger management issues because he comes from a broken home. And it's also probably a little bit hereditary and a little bit brain chemistry. And it's it just sucks. I just feel bad. But I still... I still am like, I'm just so disappointed in him with this that it's like, well, we'll talk about it when we get to ship of the episode. But so that happens. And then the next, the next scene is they're like back at school and Jimmy's talking all sorts of shit. And Ashley, God bless, is like, like, you're so much better. You fought him, you idiot. And he's like, but Ashley, and she's like (laughs) walking away. I'm like, good. Go fucking Team Ashley. Um, But then uh, Sean gets his grade back, and he did really well. And it's like, we knew that was going to happen. Like, you're doing fine. He's just under a lot of pressure, and he doesn't know how to handle things. Like, he's just bad at this. Yeah. He's just got way too much going on that, like, one 13-year-old has to deal with. And so after he finds out his grade, Emma and Manny walk by, and he tries to get Emma's attention, and she keeps walking, and he's like, please stop. And he apologizes profusely, um, but Emma is just like, yeah. He, like, tells her, he's like, oh, I got a good grade. Oh, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Like, really, really, really sorry. And Emma's like, yeah, so am I. And then she walks away, and then it freeze frames on his face, and I'm so sad because on one hand, I know Sean did not mean to do that, and he has a lot of issues that aren't always entirely his fault. He definitely needs to go to a social worker a little bit more, probably. But I also understand completely why Emma's like, no, I'm also sorry, but I don't know if I can hang out with you right now. Sean needs to be in therapy, but whatever, that's fine. Um... But, uh, and then the Spinner storyline ends with he feels like he did really well in the exam, which is great, um, and then he's talking to Paige and Terry, and I still don't understand his relationship with Paige at all. (laughs) Like, it's nothing but confusing, but that's fine. Um, so he's talking to Paige and Terry, and he's, like, in a great mood. He's like, he's like, I'm done with my worst class, um... I had the weekend ahead of me, and my dad got us tickets, too. And then he cuts off, and he sneezes. And Terry's like, ha-ha, that is how my (laughs) illness started. And Paige is like, we will see you Monday when you are less contagious. (laughs) And it's like, good. Like, he got what he deserved because he did spend the first half of this episode trying to get out of it. And Terry makes a good point. She's like, I have to take the exam today because just because I'm sick, they're not going to not let me take my final like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I literally I literally wrote that down when he was still, like, trying to get sick and get out of it. I was like, Spinner, even if you get sick, you will still have to take this test. You will just take it later, and it's just going to prolong the stress about the test. It's very stupid. I just, whatever, fine. It's dumb. It's just very dumb. But he is, you know, he's fine. He did well. He's just going to be sick all weekend, which, karma. Um, What is your ship of the episode? I mean, I still feel like, oh, God. I'm still going to say Emma and Sean, but mainly just because it was a big episode for their relationship in that it ended in this episode, at least for the first time. Um... 
And for the first half of the episode, they're doing great. He's opening up to her. She had a great moment with his brother. Like, things are clicking. They're fine. Um, But I know it falls apart at the end, and it's sad. But it's main, I'm mainly choosing them because it's a big moment for them, even though it's a bad moment, but also because I can't for the life of me choose anybody else. Yeah, I get that. Um, is it weird that I'm gonna say Jimmy and Ashley? That would have been my own. That was the only other option I was considering. But I don't know. What do you have to say about it? Um, I'm leaning towards them because I can't be down with Sean pushing Emma, no matter what his circumstances are. It's just too disappointing for me to be a part of. But uh, Jimmy and Ashley. I mean, they're not good together, but at least Ashley, like, fully calls Jimmy out on his bullshit. Like, he's like, I'm going to fight him, and she's like, great, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going <laughs> to talk you down from it, but I'm not going to fucking go. Like, you go be stupid. Like, you're being an idiot. And she's, I'm, like, on her side for this, like, 100%. So, I mean, it's a stupid reason. It's a small reason, but I feel like I have no other options. So, um, yeah, Jimmy and Ashley... And what about your spirit squad, Captain? Even though she wasn't in the episode very long, I'm going to say Queen Quan because she was a really great teacher to Spinner, and she helped talk him through his worries about taking tests and about prolonging it. And I'm also just so excited that she's back, so I'm going to go with Queen Quan. Yeah, I mean... You can't not go for Queen Quan. Actually, you know what? Since you already did her, I'm going to go with Tracker. Tracker is my spirit squad captain of the episode. He will probably never be that again, so let's give him this rare opportunity. Tracker, he was really supportive to Sean. He, like, kind of, like, you know, he was, like, confusing with Emma at first, but he was just, like, joking around. He's just bad at joking. Um, But... Yeah, no, I for sure Tracker. Like he, he's supportive of Sean. He's supportive of Sean and Emma. Even though he and Emma had that weird beef for like a hot minute, he like totally welcomed her, and he's like, "You're a really good influence. Like it's really great." So even though he has bad timing telling Sean about like his mom, at least he, he doesn't do that like TV thing where he hides it because he's trying to protect him. He tells him right away. He's like. This is going to happen at some point. I need you to have the heads up. So, that I like. That was good. So, yeah, Tracker, for sure. And um, as far as moral of the episode goes, I think it's just believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself and, you know, study. Believe in yourself <laughs> mostly, but also just, just study and take things one step at a time. And don't freak out. Believe in yourself and don't put yourself under so much pressure and yeah, just like take a breath, take things at your own pace, it will be okay. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I think that kind of wraps things up. Um, so now we move on to plugs. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at DegrassiPod. You can also follow us on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com, and you can find us on 
iTunes, where you can, you know, rate and review us if you want, and SoundCloud. And personally, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Um, and what are you going to plug of somebody else's? I'm going to plug a Funny or Die series that is tied to one of my fave shows, Game of Thrones. It's called Gay of Thrones. It's by this amazing guy called Jonathan Van Ness, I believe. And he basically, he's a hairstylist and... After every episode of Game of Thrones in the season, he recaps the episode while cutting somebody's hair, and it's amazing, and it's great, and he has amazing nicknames for all the characters, like, he calls Queen Cersei, like, Cher, he calls Daenerys Christina Aguilera, it's great, and it's funny, and everybody should watch it. And I'm going to plug uh, The Toast, which is an online website where they have a bunch of, like, funny articles and, like, stuff on feminism, and it's amazing, and they're closing it down after three years of having it running, and they're closing it on July 1st, and I'm very, very upset about it, um, but, you know, go on there and read everything that they have, because they're amazing. It's my favorite website in the whole world, and I'm heartbroken. Like, I'm just so sad about it. So everyone go and, like, appreciate the majesty of the toast while there still is a community. Because <laughs> it is. It's, like, a little community, and we all talk in, like, open threads and stuff. So go go there. It's the best. I do love the toast, and I'm also very sad it's shutting down. But it's still going to be up forever. Like, all those articles will still all be there even after July 1st. So everyone should just go on there and read everything. Yep. And uh, that's it for us. We will see you next time on the final episode of season one. What, what? Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm-hmm.